Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Zedig, and this uh, might be one of the last episodes of Trans Questioning. But fear not, because it's not the end of me podcasting in exactly the same manner that I have always podcasted. So, hello, it is uh, September 28th, 2021, where I am recording this episode. Um, It has been a bit of uh, a tiresome few months, and I don't particularly want to go into the details. I might in the future, um, but... For the moment, I am recording this podcast mainly to think about stuff that isn't uh, the disaster hell zone that is my life presently. Uh, I know it's very unlike me to 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 not talk about personal stuff on this show, uh, but I the, there's there's I guess there's some extenuating circumstances that <laughs> I locked my bedroom door because my cat Ruthie has figured out how to open our doors uh, because they're the long handle kind as opposed to knobs that you turn so she can stand up and put her weight down on on it and open it Um, which she does quite frequently these days Uh, it's very cute and also very noisy (laughs) Uh, so, uh, if you hear that throughout this episode, I apologize for the conduct of my cat. She's not a very, uh, copacetic recording, uh, partner. Um, what? No, what's, no, what, there's a better way to put that. She's not a very, uh, uh, cooperative or conscientious roommate. That's, that's a better way to put that. Now, if this were, if I were recording this episode um, a couple years ago, I would go back and cut out the bit where I said the bad joke and then replace it, replace it with the good joke. Maybe I should just let Ruthie in. Uh, I might do that in a second. Uh, but I'm not going to do that because I'm tired and exhausted. Um, we're in the middle of a housing hunt on a pretty strict deadline. There's financial things. Um, it is just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, if you've ever been in a situation where you feel like uh, you don't, you're not sure where you're going to be living in a few weeks and you don't know if you've got it all figured out or if, it's, if anything's going to work out at all, uh, you know that there is not really much else quite like it in terms of hellish psychological torment that repeats ad infinitum until uh, you eventually die of a heart attack or kill yourself. Uh, Trigger warning for this episode for discussion of uh, suicidal ideation, I guess. Um, I feel like at this point that's just a given. Um, But it's it's interesting because my, my girlfriend and I uh, talk about this quite openly where we're just like, man, if I could, I mean, we're now we kind of just quote the, the Bo Burnham joke from, uh, 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 inside his uh, recent special, uh, that, you know, if I could just kill myself for an hour, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so don't, don't take these thoughts any, any, uh, any particularly seriously. It's just the sort of thing that one says, uh, while exhausted and stressed the hell out. I, I don't know why I'm explaining myself to you. I don't know why I'm justifying my word choices to you. I feel like I am entitled to my emotional state and the ability to say uh, anything about myself that I damn well please. Um, and yet I explain myself anyway. This is a very solipsistic episode already. Um, so to get on topic, what I want to talk about is what I alluded to at the start of the episode, that this might be one of the last episodes of Trans Questioning. When I say it might be, I mean that it is. I just don't know what the 
the the the number value will be on that um but uh i am formally finally ending trans questioning and i'm going to start uh the gender punk podcast um i have no information about when specifically that will start hopefully in the next uh three or four weeks um it really just depends on uh when we find stable housing and when we have moved in and feel like you know we've we're we're safe enough that we can sit down and spend time not kind of freaking out about this or doing other things uh, you know relaxing getting high (laughs) i've been doing a lot of that recently um but so i wanted to talk about why i want to end trans questioning and why i want to start gender punk um and i want to say i might still do uh, a few more episodes of trans questioning um i would at some point like to do some kind of retrospective but that's not a thing that i am going to be able to do for a while uh unfortunately as much as i i am curious uh, i feel like this podcast is different from a lot of others in that especially the early episodes were uh basically just audio logs about whatever the fuck was going on in my life rather than being um current issue shit (laughs) uh i don't know I, i i feel like i could go back and listen to those uh and not feel sort of weighed down and excuse me uh weighted weighed down in the you know minutia of whatever dumb bullshit was going on at the time or maybe i would find it relatable still i don't know i don't know um but i think it would be interesting i've, I've thought about putting together a um like a collection on itch.io of all of the episodes sort of edited together as a um, I don't know, an audio diary type thing. Uh, it would be like a curated selection of episodes, I think. But um, I don't know. I've thought about doing something like that and maybe with some kind of commentary on my part. I, I really don't know. Um, it's one of a million projects that's floating around in the back of my head where I'm like, golly, that sure would be fun to do if I had any any sense of stability i'm at this moment in my life where i I don't think i've ever been more certain that i am on the precipice of really finally doing the thing that i want to do or have wanted to do since the beginning um and potentially be successful at it i i I just i i feel like i i have i have good indication that, that 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 i am in this I'm in a really good place, um, and I have a lot of internal energy uh, towards like doing. Like I've got a lot of pr- a passion for for projects. I should admit I'm a little bit high right now, um, but uh, I'm not that high. Although I guess we shall see how that progresses through the next uh, 40, 50 minutes, or less, or more. Who knows? It's been a while since I've been in front of a microphone. Um, but so, uh, fuck, what was I saying? God damn it. I've even, I'm even, I, I'm even on my ADHD meds and I'm still so scatterbrained because I'm so stressed out. Um, it's really cool how stressful situations exacerbate even medicated mental illness. Uh, I feel, I've felt more bipolar the last like two weeks than I have in a very long time. Hold on a second. I'm just going to let my cat into my room. Come on, Ruthie. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Yeah. Are you going to be meowing at me? You want me to feed you? Honey, it's 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 4:10. It's it's an hour and 20 minutes before your dinner time. You know this. You know this. Ma'am, look at me when I'm talking to you. Excuse me. Hey, no. Madam. Okay, I'm holding a cat in my arms now, everybody. 
Um, her name is Ruthie. She's a black cat. She's very strange, uh, strange, unusual creature. Um, feral floor cat, disgusting, constantly shedding. Um, maybe the most autistic cat that I've ever encountered. Uh, and I mean that in a very loving way. Uh, and I say that from a sense of personal recognition of her particular uh, habits with boundaries. Um, she is a cat who very much knows, like, she wants, like, one and a half pets. And then when you cross that threshold... I love living next to an urban highway. Suburban highway, excuse me. Uh, rural highway. That's what it is, actually. It's a rural highway. Yeah, yeah, I love living next to a rural highway. There's another thing that I would have cut out if I were younger and more perfectionist uh, than I am these days. Where did Ruthie go? Ah, oh, well, she's fine. So, okay, I'm going to just circle back to the topic and hope that I wasn't in the middle of telling a really important anecdote. Um, so I'm I'm changing, changing the podcast. Um... Oh, at a moment in my life. Now I remember. Yeah, I'm at a moment in life where I feel like I could make a lot of shit. And I just, I'm waiting to uh, land on my feet. And as soon as that happens, and as soon as I feel like there's some sense of stability and anything, I feel like I'm going to hit the ground running. It's just very frustrating waiting to get there. It's been two months that I've just been like in this state of, of suspended agony trying to figure out what where we're going to go what we're going to do next uh we've had a whole episode about um this this um affordable housing which i will not get into uh but which i am certain will be covered at length on the genderpunk podcast whenever we get started um but yeah, so, uh, that, you know, doing a, an itch.io collection or something, I don't know where I would release it. That's something I've thought about doing. Um, I I don't know. This show has always felt very much like it couldn't last forever. And I don't really want any of the projects that I'm involved in to last forever. Like my, my fan fiction project... Um, God feels that is still ongoing. Uh, we're about to enter a break. I guess the well, I won't go into detail about that. Um, but I have an endpoint in mind. I say as I clip the audio, uh, I have an endpoint in mind that I'm working towards. I don't know how long it'll take to get there. Um, my my hope was that it would be done this time next year. We might it might take longer than that. Uh, depending on how things go, but the point is that I I don't I don't like the idea of anything going on forever. Um, my YouTube channel is sort of weird because I have structured it in such a way that it can kind of be whatever it needs to be. Um, I see the channel less as. Um, episodes in a an, an analysis series, although there are series that have episodes on my channel, uh, although good luck finding one that has more than one episode in it as of yet. Um, uh, but, but, but rather I see it as a collection of uh, very different essays and experimentations into different kinds of forms. Um, I, I say this, I'm literally just now arriving at this, uh, conclusion. Um, I, it's more, it's more actually that I'm, I'm examining why I don't feel the same kind of need to rebrand or get away from my channel, why I still feel like it's a good fit. And it's because from the very beginning, I, I, I titled it, let's talk about stuff because I didn't want it to be, um, pigeonholed into being a show that was just about movies or just about video games or anything like that. And I think that's largely succeeded um, despite the fact that I, you know, frequently uh, make promises that I can't keep as far as like different series that I want to do and keep falling behind on doing. Um, 
I I still have produced I think a relatively diverse body of videos on that channel. I feel like there's a pretty wide spectrum of things that I'm covering and dimensions that I'm talking about where like the Knives Out video is more um, scene analysis, whereas other videos are much more about identity politics or ideally more about materialist analysis these days. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still percolating a lot of different video ideas. And so I have no idea how long my channel could go on for. I don't have an endpoint in mind there. Uh, I, I feel like um, probably the internet economy itself, if not the entire infrastructure of the internet, will collapse long before whether or not I want to retire, let's talk about stuff, will ever be a realistic concern in my life. Um, but trans questioning is different. Because trans-questioning, obviously, if you've listened to especially the first eight or nine episodes, it was something that I started as soon as I started asking questions about my own gender. And that is uh, that was a really important thing. I'm glad that I did it. I, I, I'm glad that I have this record of what I was thinking and feeling. And honestly, I wish that I had been... Uh, I, I wish that I had kept up that practice rather than trying to shift what the show became into um, more interviews and I guess kind of more current events type things or more topics. Um, I enjoyed what I did and I know a lot of people uh, say they like the show and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't have any particular reservations about the quality of the show because it is what it is. Um, but I do think, especially when the show moved over to a network, that my priorities shifted in a way that ultimately led to me not feeling as connected to <laughs> to what the show was and wanted to be. Um, and maybe it couldn't have gone any other way. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to weave some tragic tale about, you know, selling out and losing motivation or anything. I don't, I don't really regret that choice. Um, because I, I met despite, despite the, the, ugh, the, 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 the shit that happened. Uh, I still met a lot of great people with whom I'm still pretty close friends even today. Um, People that I'm excited to collaborate with again uh, as soon as my life stops exploding. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, the funny thing is that I'm still very much asking questions about gender uh, quite often, especially in with with people around me and in a political sense and in a macrocosmic sense, maybe. But it doesn't quite feel as relevant to what I was, I, I, I developed this show to talk about because now my questions about gender are more political and social um and are 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 less interested in whether or not i myself am any particular gender um i feel like i have long since answered the trans question and i i know there was uh, a, an earlier episode where i talked about plurality some and wanting to investigate that to some extent. Um, I, I, I can't remember if I said this in this episode or in that, in that particular episode, but I, I have a very peculiar relationship to plurality conceptually. And I don't, I don't feel comfortable uh, as somebody who is not starting from, from, from scratch, but somebody who has an extant platform that I must admit reaches a larger than average audience. I think um, I, I I don't feel comfortable 
turning a show towards the exploration of an identity that um, I, or not an identity, well, whatever, whatever, whatever cross section of identity and condition that you would say plurality is, um, I, uh, I just don't, I don't want, I don't want to make myself a figurehead because that that's inevitably what happens. And I know I said the, th- the same thing about transness um, when I started this show, or I'm, I'm fairly sure I did anyway. Um, I know that I get messages quite often that this show and some of my videos have helped people to question their own gender and come to their own conclusions and either understand trans people more or question their own gender or maybe finally decide to start HRT, come out of the closet, stuff like that. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I'm aware of what that means as far as my, my platform and my, my content. Um, and so uh, to me, it feels disingenuous to continue to use the trans questioning name, I feel as though I'm in a different phase of my, uh, I guess we could call it transition. Um, but I think the transition is um, life in a collapsing world. Uh, I think there is an extent to which we are all transitioning as every single assumption that we had about the future that was possible, if not outright promised, um, as, as, as all of the, the dreams that our, our, our parents encouraged us to have prove possibly self-destructive, um, if not just outright impossible. I think we're all dealing with an ideological transition, which is at least parallel to a question of gender as, as one finds the assigned gender role insufficient in describing your own lived experience of the world. Um, I don't want to make the comparison too firm because obviously uh, with gender uh, at this point in time, you know, it it is markedly more dangerous to be a trans woman in public and it's getting increasingly more dangerous as time goes on. Um, But I don't think it's a coincidence that historically speaking, those on the left, particularly communists and anarchists, um, are uh, the targets of military and fascist violence along with queer populations. And and this has always been an undercurrent of this show that I've remarked upon a number of times that I feel like once you see past the gender binary, which is kind of the the foundational myth of how we construct individual human beings in American society, in the American imagination. Everything begins like the first, the first assumption that is made of you when you are born is whether you're a man or a woman. And that determines so much about the, the, the path that you are expected to take, not just by your parents, not just by the people around you, but by the entire world. Your, 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 the way that you will be treated in, 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 in healthcare, the, the, the way that you will interact in, with people in uh, workplaces, at school, in social situations, everything, so much is dictated by this one arbitrary choice where there is a difference in genitals and these for 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 whatever reason we know why are the determinist deterministic factor in the path that your life takes 
you know. Um, I apologize that that's not as as eloquent as it is, or, or, or as well articulated as it could be. Uh, once again, I wave the, the the white flag of I'm a little bit high at the moment, um, and also exhausted and fuck you for judging me, guy that I made up in my head who doesn't exist, the person with whom I am always in competition with everything that I make. I say blast you and your judgments, and you say nothing in return because you do not exist. Um, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I could go back and listen to what I just said and then cut, you know, I've done that before. It's very easy to do, but, uh, I, I, uh, what, why, why would I put effort into this show? Okay. Now I'm, I'm getting it back. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, I, I've always insisted that gender is uh, seeing through the gender binary is a consequence of uh, questioning your gender and realizing that you're trans. Um, I think there is a pressure to go from one to the other, and that is sort of the old, I don't want to say standard model, but I know for a number of years, at least in, in America, that that was the assumption that you were, um, you were you know the, the the feminine essence theory etc cetera, etc cetera. y'all know what i'm going at here um uh but i feel like there is a much more interesting current emerging which which has been emerging for the last 10 years uh and which has to some to some extent always been here i am certain there's there have always been i i i i am not as educated about um, queer history as I should be, even now, uh, because, uh, well, who reads anymore, right? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but I, I recognize that a lot of these things are myths um, and that the history is always much more complicated. And um, I know there have been gender rebels forever. But I do feel like there is a new current that is that is that is emerging at least in in the circles with within which I am, uh, the circles that I run in, and uh, I, I I feel like the assumption no longer is that you are, should go from one to another, um, but that you uh, uh, explore the space a little, you know. Spend some time kind of milling around uh, in the in the world and, and, and sort of see how you feel. You know, do a little bit of yes and with your gender. Just kind of close your eyes, maybe, you know, maybe drop a tab of acid and put on a dress and, you know, go out to a nightclub and see what happens. Um, I've never done that. Maybe I should do that. But I, you know... <laughs> I, I, I like this model and this is this is where I've where I've arrived where I, I still she her pronouns are are where I you know where I feel comfortable um and I I like Sarah as my name and I know that's a very uh, whatever traditionally feminine name and I oh I missed an opportunity to to pick something so much more robust and interesting uh but Sarah is my name so you know there's not much to be done about that but I do find myself questioning my presentation and my relationship to the concept of passing. And I think this has always been a big question for me. Give me a second. I need to slurp. Ah, um, I've started wearing my hair in a ponytail. Uh, and I, I did this recently and I looked in the mirror and I realized that it gave me euphoria. And I haven't had euphoria looking in the mirror for a long time. I really like having long hair, but it's just sort of impossible to get around the um, the the thinning of my hair, the 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 MPB, whatever. Uh, I it sucks, you know. And and as my hair grows ever longer. It's sort of like I get. I, I remember my mom telling me, "Oh, you have such such beautiful brown hair." Um, 
I think she even more than once may have said that I would have made a pretty girl. That's an interesting thing to remember just now. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I wish she was still alive. Anyway, I, um, I, I, I started wearing my, my hair back in a ponytail, um, which is how I used to wear it back in high school uh, and at various other points in my life. Um, and it's been, it's been so strange. It's, it just, it's become now how I wear my hair when I get out of bed. And I tried for such a long time to have what basically amounted to a, a, a long haired comb over by kind of pretending to have uh, an undercut and folding all of my hair over on one side. And I think it looked good. It looked fine. Um, but it, gave me a lot of dysphoria to look at in the mirror and I felt like that was my only option because I you know I wanted I wanted to have cute hair I I really want to have cute hair you know that's such an important part of gender expression and I don't know I I I I'm jealous of people who have full heads of hair a little bit um a lot of it I should say but I started wearing my hair back in a ponytail because it's like it's so it's so strange because it if anything it makes the thinness of the hair on the top of my head more apparent than it was. But with the hair that sort of like isn't quite long enough to get into the ponytail that kind of dangles back behind my ears, um, it 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 just sort of feels gender and it reminds me that. You know that my my attachment to femininity has always been through tomboyish stuff, and I don't know. I find this kind of look uh, really affirming, um, despite the fact that it's you know it 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 reduces the chances of anybody gendering me correctly, and you know I still have I still have my my beard shadow. Um, I'm getting off topic here, but it's just sort of occurring to me as I'm saying all of these things that I, uh, so many of these, so much of what I'm talking about with like my, my hair thinning and, and, and wanting to be gendered correctly and, and stuff like that. I, I remember saying in early episodes, you know, I hope that HRT fixes my hairline because it does that for some people. And I look forward to having uh, pretty, you know, decently sized tits because of my, because <laughs> of the women in my family, whatever, you know. Um, and, and that hasn't, that hasn't happened. Um, and it's sort of, I mean, you know, body hair is thinned. Uh, it's it's not as, as as bad as it was um but like the hair on my chest and, and belly is still it feels just about as dark as it was um maybe it's not probably it's not but i really don't you know I, it's not like i took a lot of pictures i don't have much by way of comparison so there is an extent to which it feels like the 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 uh the traditional path of transition has kind of failed me because all the things that are between me and feeling okay in my my body the only thing between me and those things is 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 money it's a it's a financial barrier which means it's totally arbitrary and you know i'm i'm on medicaid there's no reason why uh Medicaid shouldn't cover things like 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 facial hair removal for for trans women or or breast enhancement surgery even these these sorts of things but uh, I, I I think I think now Seattle uh, I don't know if it's Pierce County but maybe just city of Seattle Medicaid does uh, uh, bre- t- uh, covers some of breast enhancement surgery I'm not sure but I had heard that. I haven't really looked into it or, or where that's where that's gone. But so much of the stuff, it's like it's like clothes and makeup and all of these things. They're all a financial barrier, and it it, it you know there are lots of ways to approach that that circumvent 
um, the, the the cost barrier. There's always like secondhand clothes. There's always personal connections or people that you know that you can borrow makeup from or get their the stuff that they don't use. Um, there's all sorts of different pathways that that, that make it easier uh, that I certainly took took advantage of. But it it really, I think. If you're in the right place and 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 you're at the, the the threshold of not being able to afford a lot of these things and not having necessarily all the right connections to get the the sort of resources that you want, um, it it can open your eyes even more so to the artificial nature of gender as a social construct where you realize that all of the essential elements of femininity as we have constructed it are things which exist behind a paywall. So they're, they're, they're class signifiers. And this has always been the case with fashion. It's not really so much about what anything looks like so much as what the list price was. Um, and this is why you know expensive restaurants exist. This is why uh, there are all these you know fancy high uh, uh, high entry fee clubs, whatever you want to. I don't know, fucking Moose Lodge shit. I don't Elk Lodge, whatever you want to fucking. I don't know. Um, all these fucking clubs for rich white people. It's all clubs all the way down. It's all just you know getting getting high heels and 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 a, and a nice haircut and being able to put on good makeup means that you you have you have bought your ticket to ideally if you have exactly the right body shape and the right distribution of fat and don't have any facial hair uh you've bought the right to not be harassed in a public bathroom that you don't that is where 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 harassment is legal or illegal already, right? You're, you have now bought the right to not have a crime done to you. Because, of course, if you're a trans woman in a public space where, 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 where women are supposed to only enter, now there is a presumption that there is at least the possibility that you are there for perverted reasons, as though it is so hard for somebody to 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 <sighs> i mean this is this is the eternal thing that i come around to on this fucking show is just how circular and stupid the whole thing is from from, from gender all the way up to 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 capitalism um which feels like such a hackneyed thing to jump into, uh, and I'm not. I, I'm going to try to not jump into it as we approach the 40, forty minute mark. How's this episode doing? Is this a low energy episode? Does this does this feel too rambly? I know it's kind of rambly. Like I said, I'm I'm a little bit high. Um, I'm doing my best. Uh, so yeah, to circle circle it back around. Um, I, it feels to me as though trans questioning was a very personal show, and I have reached a point where I'm 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 done I'm done with me <laughs> I'm kind of done with me. Um, that is not to say that I'm done. I don't know talking about myself or, or you know I, it's not that's not what I mean. It, it's more that. I I feel weird taking this show in a different direction. I I have a whole I have a lot of hang-ups about names and titles. There's no, you know, real honestly realistically there's no reason why I couldn't just keep doing the show under the name of Trans Questioning, you know, and 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 it be fine. Um but I I, I feel like, you know, a name means something and, and the intention that I had going into this show means something. And I feel like the fact that I haven't done any episodes in such a long fucking time for such a long stretch of time where my episodes are so inconsistent, you know, I feel like that has to be indicative of the fact that it, it isn't doing for me the thing that I want it to do, that it, that it doesn't fit 
much in my life anymore. Um, and that something needs to change because I do miss doing this. This is fun. Um, I would like to do so more often. That's why I'm <laughs> launching a new podcast. Um, as I, it just feels to me like my, what's driving me now in my own discussions and, and understandings of gender uh, is political and social where I am now, I feel as though I have, I have cut through personally, at least the firmament of, of so many social assumptions and God, this sounds, this sounds so pretentious, but I, I, I it is sort of like I've, I've been staring the devil in the eyes for the last two months, unable to look away because there's n- nothing else. There's, n- there's nowhere else. And I'm, 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 I'm done pretending that it's not there. I went on a rant uh, on Twitter a couple days ago about Marvel movies, and I'm not gonna get into it too much. But the the, the basic thrust of the the thread was that I think Disney has um, colonized the American imagination and the general. Hollywood corporate system as it currently exists has systematically strangled thought uh, and our ability to conceive of stories because now it just seems like everything is this hyper-individualistic narrative or even things that are trying to be more about you know leftist ideas still struggle to embody those ideas in the structure of their film, in the content of their film, because they still focalize through an individual. And it's sort of, everybody sort of acts like, oh, well, what else are you going to do? As if, you know, Soviet cinema never happened, as if Sergei Eisenstein didn't make any movies that are still taught in every film course and that are still intensely, just on their own merits, watchable and entertaining uh, over a hundred years ago. You know, I, I find it very frustrating, the level of resignation that we have with our culture and with our politics and the trajectory of our future. And so I feel like trans-questioning as a show was was very much about my own personal journey i guess into the the into the into the gender verse oh and now i want to do a broader exploration of politics through a lens of gender and this is not to say that the show itself will be uh relegated exclusively to conversations about gender because that is simply not the case the the embodiment of the title will come from the fact that um folks on the show are themselves uh in in a position in a, in a curious position with in relation to the gender binary I should say uh or one could say I don't know if I should say that it's more that I want to do a show that is coming from a place of um maybe dead end politics and by dead end maybe maybe dead end isn't right um, blast crater politics. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to stray too close to Mussolini's idea of the trenchocracy as a uh, as as somebody who has um, studied World War One. Um, I don't know. It's it's more a politics as a result of having basically just barely survived the the collapse of uh so many systems in in this country i don't know i it, it, there's a lot of complicated thoughts here but the, the 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 basic point is that the genderpunk podcast will be largely the same in terms of i don't know tone maybe um i mean it's still going to be this kind of thing 
But I'm going to have, uh, ideally, a, 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 a permanent co-host. Um, and we're still working on the terms of that. Um, but it will be, as a result, I think, a more... Uh, uh, that was sort of a Beavis and Butthead laugh I just did there as I was saying, um, I think it'll be a more directed show, uh, and, 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 and maybe a bit more pointed as our, as the con, as the interview episodes, uh, that I've done for this show often are, uh, I imagine that there will still be some interview episodes. I don't know if there will be a regular thing. I don't know how I feel about doing that anymore. Uh, it's you know i might i might still do that i might still have guests i don't know i don't know how i feel about it we'll we'll fucking see i have a lot of misgivings about how we construct our communities our creative communities as um moderately successful uh content creators i i find the intermingling webs of associations and friendships and colleagues i have found them to be rather fraught with dangerous explosive potential but maybe that's always been the case and it's just unavoidable and the internet kind of makes it worse uh which is why i basically only collaborate with other trans femmes at this point because i just don't trust anybody else anymore um and I, I feel like I am perfectly justified in that feeling. I'm just over it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and fucking tired of so many things. Um, and I, 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 everywhere I turn, all I see is the rot. And I don't know how anybody else doesn't see it. I, I, I'm not. I know I'm not the only person who does. I, I'm not implying that I am a a, a vision a visionary. What the fuck? I'm not implying any goddamn thing. It just seems to me like a lot of people, even who are explicitly leftist, they we, there there is a, a failure of imagination in our critical framework, and I feel as though we need to develop uh, and normalize a, a critical framework towards popular culture even popcorn consumer media for escapism i think we need a new uh, uh, a critical framework wherein we acknowledge the labyrinthine connections that popular entertainment has to the very corporations which are destroying planet earth and the reason why i i am, I don't know, pushing this idea and wanting to develop it further is because I, I, I'm, it, maybe it's out of desperation, maybe it's out of resignation, but I, I feel like, you know, okay, let's boycott Disney. Nobody buy their products. Yeah. How's that going to go? Is that going to happen? Is realistically, who's going to, are we going to, are enough people going to boycott Disney for that to matter at all? materially for disney to take it as a sign of anything to change anything absolutely not i'm sorry but there's just no way not at this moment in history maybe 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 if there was some kind of broader social movement that was pushing the idea that corporate media corporations of this kind and corporations in general are explicitly an enemy of human beings that would be one thing, but there, that, that just doesn't that doesn't exist on more than sort of a vague, un, uh, unarticulated thought that some people maybe not don't even aren't even aware of. And I, uh, you know, that's not going to work. Boy, boycotting shit's not going to work. What you write letters to your politicians and say, "Hey, Disney's bad." Um, you know, Disney is they're 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 uh, part of part of this is also coming around to a, a, a conversation about copyright, which is why I'm kind of fixated on Disney, because Disney, of course, has lobbied to change U.S. copyright law and has a huge international lobbying arm, which uh, is is sort of, I don't know, has more control than the government on 
international copyright law um, and or governments and international copyright law. And I, I feel like it's it's sort of even in, not I don't want to imply that any conversation about the film Iron Man it has any real importance to the flow of history or to the political moment in which we live or anything, you know, anything at all. It's just it's a it's a conversation about a fucking movie. Who cares? But I do think that it is both uh, naive and a little short-sighted to have that conversation with the implicit idea that the larger political ramifications are sort of an unfortunate side effect. So we talk about the art. We say, oh, Iron Man's a good movie. And then, you know, say, you know, even if you go as far as acknowledging Disney as, as bad at all or disliking the MCU as a whole, but thinking Iron Man or Thor Ragnarok are really good movies, um, those that you still, it's still sort of like, you know, an apology. It's sort of like, yeah, I know it's bad, but whatever. And I think that's that's fine. But I got some responses to this thread that I did that were like, well, people just don't want to hear about it because it's a bummer. And that just baffles me because, like, well, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, you're right. It is a bummer. It sucks. It, the world sucks right now. We should be fucking pissed off about it. Like, you know, the idea, oh, it's a bummer. So let's just get let's just not talk about it. That's just insulting to me because I think it's entirely possible to talk even positively about a, a, a film and still also talk about its place in our current historical moment. Like, I think it's insane. I mean, I made this point in a video about Game of the Year lists um, back in 2019 uh, that, you know, it's insane to, to me to talk about something like Red Dead Redemption 2 and not talk about the, 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 the horrible treatment of the people who made the video game and the fact that the, uh, the CEOs of that company are paid more in a year than some of those employees will see. And the entire their entire careers in 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 game development altogether and how that is connected to corporations like Activision Blizzard storing their earnings in offshore tax havens so that me 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 as a fucking content creator as a YouTuber who's like barely scraping by I still had to pay $3000 in taxes last year and uh, uh, you know and i make i make fucking twenty thousand i'm i'm at 20k a year right now and that's just like that's below the federal poverty line and i had to pay three thousand dollars in taxes because i'm self-employed and uh they the, you it, it goes to um social security and medicaid things that i will never see the benefit of i will be utterly shocked if the country lasts that long, uh, maybe that sounds doomer to you. And if that's the case, I, I admire your naivete and I hope that, uh, you come out of this. Okay. I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't know if any of us will. Um, but I think it, it, it's entirely possible to talk about one of those films that in a way that acknowledges the, the place that it has in this broader, this broader spectrum of capital entanglement where everything is just this, it is this, this, this parasite. It is this large organism that has its fingers in everything. And one of the dumb, silly things that I said in my thread was, why are we pretending that the devil's fingers aren't the devil himself? But it's true. It, it it's silly to me to just you know oh it's a bummer to bring up the fact that disney is a terrible corporation i feel like that's the point i feel like that's the exact attitude that disney and and and, and in the case of if you're doing the same thing about say the activity of the biden administration where you say oh they're not doing enough and somebody says well give them time or they say well give us time come on jack 
or whatever other fucking excuse they have. Oh, Joe Manchin is holding us up in court. And, 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 and you know, people coming to the defense of the liberals with their flapping lips and the, whatever high-pitched noises that they make. What they are relying on is the, that you will just say, oh, well, it's better than nothing. Or, oh, well, it's better than the Republicans. They're relying on your resignation, on your decision to just sort of accept whatever they give you and make do. Because, oh, well, what are you going to do? And it just seems so strange to me that, that there is this, this attitude with like, with like Marvel movies is like the, the obvious thing to say. But I also I feel it all over the place. I feel it even in kind of A24 movies. And I won't go into what I mean by that right now because this episode's already long enough as it is. Uh, but I, I find that I am increasingly feeling like gender as as this sort of like f- firmament of, of society as, as we understand it now uh, is the first once you once you break through that you can see all of the cracks and we're at a moment when the the, the economic stress that is being put on people who live in this country and the government of this country uh, is, is is revealing all of these cracks and putting them under immense pressure and things are already in the process of breaking and that's not going to stop. And it's not going to slow down. The Biden administration has shown that they're completely disinterested in doing anything for any reason, especially if it might help people. And I think that we just, we need to acknowledge that. I think it's far past time to give up the ghost that there is such a thing as escapism right now. We need to be just brutally, openly honest about what's going on and and, and the moment that we live in and what we see because otherwise we're just letting it happen. And, and, and to me, you know, as I was saying about are we going to are we going to protest outside their offices are we going to do a boycott of their products are we going to you know go to politicians and ask them to fix things there's no contingent to break any sort of monopolies or trusts or anything with corporations cuz they're all bought by the fucking corporations and everybody knows it and nobody's like well maybe from there like we see all these problems and then we arrive at this sort of like well what are you going to do as if there aren't a number of answers to that question with historical precedent. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I... The least that we can do in this time when we have basically no control over the, our, our own futures, no security whatsoever, even if you think you have security, I promise you, it's not as secure as you think it is. I have found that out for myself. Uh, and I know a lot of people are finding that out for themselves right now because everything is breaking. Um, and all we have at this point is each other. And if we're not honest about what's happening, if we can't acknowledge that this future was stolen from us, that we have been robbed by middlemen day in, day out, our entire lives, if we can't talk about how all of these things are connected and how every aspect of our culture has been, I don't know. We have to be honest. I want us to, I want to be honest about this stuff. I want to be, I want to be honest about everything. I, I, I feel like it's, it's just, we owe it to each other to be honest and just say what's happening and stop pussyfooting around, stop pretending because there's nothing else we can do. At least, at the very least, if we want to raise consciousness, you know, class consciousness, we should be talking about the things that are happening. We should be talking about the connections between popular, harmless media and the global arm of of the great Satan. (laughs) Uh, Because, like, yeah, it sucks. And nobody likes that. But I think turning away and, and, and not getting mad and not feeling like robbed and, and cheated and, 
and 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 furious at the, at the blood that has been spilled passively for decades without your knowledge and because of your existence, supposedly for your existence, for your betterment. All of this blood that has been spilled in your own home, under your own feet, for no reason other than for to make number go up. You should be furious about that fact. We should all be furious about that fact, and we should stop pretending that it's not infuriating, that it is not an insult to all of us, that this is the world that we live in now, that this is the future that we are stuck with. And so that's going to be the kind of ethos of the Genderpunk podcast, uh, taking a, a much more interconnected look between gender and politics and everything in between. Um, I am going to try to put the Genderpunk podcast on this same feed and just change the name because uh, I just feel like that's easier. I don't know. Do you think that I should do a new feed? At me on Twitter at HMS No Fun. I said I wasn't. I said to myself before I started that I wasn't going to do any of the fucking promo stuff, and I just did it anyway. I I am I despise I'm I'm. <laughs> I am a, uh, I am blackpilled in a lot of ways, and I am, uh, I don't know. I'm going to land on my feet, and things are going to be stable soon, one way or another. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Um, but <laughs> it's still going to be a couple of weeks. Um, so... I might still do another episode or two of trans questioning, maybe to say goodbye formally, maybe to do some kind of retrospective. I might have another guest on to talk about. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to move on to Genderpunk. Um I've already, I've made uh, what I think is a, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the thumbnail that I've made. Uh, you'll see it soon enough. I've posted it on Instagram, actually. There I go, mentioning more of my social media. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm proud of that cover art. Um, Molly Noise has also made an incredible intro-outro theme um, that I think, uh, it's called Roll Up Your Sleeves which is kind of the the ethos of, of genderpunk. I, I, what I told her is uh, music that plays after the bomb has gone off and you are in the crater and it's time to clean up and get back to life. So roll up your sleeves and get to putting the world back together uh, after everything has fallen apart. That sort of, that's my thought going into this show. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to get started on it because I am angry. I'm extremely angry and I'm, I also maybe feel like anger is not the, the emotion, it's not an emotion that fits this show, uh, for all of the negative and loud emotions that have been, uh, through this show from, from, from start to end. I feel like anger has never been one of them. And I'm entering a point in my life where I feel like I want to be angry and I have a right to be angry. And I hope to <laughs> give other people reasons, good reasons to be angry just by virtue of these, whatever conversations I end up having. And, um, Hopefully, hopefully that will at least provide some catharsis, if nothing else. Um, to close out this show, I just want to say thank you all for thank you all for. listening beyond the sound of my voice and taking some piece of my message to heart in those early episodes or 
whatever it is that I've made that may or may not have affected you. Um, that's all I want. That's that's really all that I want is to help a few people feel a little bit better about something. Um, and I think productive anger, justified anger, with a sense of community and self and something, something firm, something material, something extant that can't be denied. I feel like that's something that is worth pursuing. I don't see it as being particularly negative in quite the same, in the way that it probably sounds. Um, I remain at heart something of an optimist. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely doom and gloom and I'm not over much a cynic as much as it probably sounds like the opposite is true. God, I've been ending this show for like 15 minutes. Okay. Thank you all again for listening. And, um, I look forward to finding somewhere to, uh, rest my head for a little bit longer and, uh, finally get back to work and, um, uh, provide you with, uh, pleasant, mindless distractions. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Well, see you around. <laughs>